0: You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 33. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey hey everybody welcome to the show today wherever you are and wherever this finds you thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day great episode today for you i'm really excited for you to listen uh, in today on a fantastic interview and so welcome To the show. If you're listening inside the U.S. and on the day that this podcast releases and comes out today, happy Thanksgiving. Lots to be thankful for in our lives for sure. And a great time for us to just stop and think of all of the things that we are thankful for. And even if you're not in the States, man, just take some time and really think about and reflect on all that God has done and is doing uh, in your ministry regardless of your situation or circumstance, regardless of how overwhelmed you may feel, uh, just stop and look around. This is a busy season of ministry from here on through the end of the year and into January. And so taking some time to be uh, mindful, to be thankful is really, really important. So make sure you do that. Hope you have a great day spending time, hopefully with some family. At the very least, you eat a lot and you take a nap. And so enjoy the day. And thanks for making this part of that day. So happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you can find all of the links and the resources uh, that we mentioned, or I guess the links to the resources that we mentioned today in the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash 033. That's the slash 033. Three, you can find me over, over on the Twitter sphere at uh, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y, and of course on the Facebook at the Longer Hall. Really excited again for today's guest, Mr. Duffy Robbins is uh, forty plus years in youth ministry. He is a professor, a speaker, author of over sixteen books on youth ministry. Uh, you, If you've been around the podcast or the blog, you've heard me talk about the Ministry of Nurture, one of my favorite youth ministry books, one that I recommend and give away often to uh, to folks. And so, uh, man, just a, a phenomenal guy. He's forgotten more about youth ministry than most of us will ever learn, and I just appreciate his heart for teens. You'll hear that in the interview, his heart for the gospel and for just the Word of God. And Really seeing the lives of teens transformed and and grow as they grow up underneath the grace of Jesus in our ministry. So good, good interview today uh, for you to check in and to listen to for sure. I think you'll get a whole whole lot from it. And so, with all of that said, we'll jump in here today to the interview. Let me introduce you to Mister Duffy Robbins. Well hey Duffy, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I really appreciate you taking your time. I know you're a busy busy guy for sure
1: we all are <laughs> and I'm ec- too busy
0: I'm really excited uh, about the topic I think when we talk about youth ministry, um, I think every youth pastor wants to have a ministry that's kind of building and creating disciples, and I don't know that that always happens necessarily um but but I'm excited to be able to jump into that. Can you take just a, a minute for those in the audience who may not be super familiar with you and just kind of give a little bit of your background and kind of sure. your journey to this point in youth ministry?
1: Sure. Um, my name is Duffy Robbins, and uh, I teach youth ministry at Eastern University, which is in the western suburbs of Philadelphia, a little town called St. David's. Uh, I teach in a Christian liberal arts university, and we have a BA in youth ministry. Uh, I became a Christian my freshman year of college, uh, through the ministry of Young Life and, uh, and was planning on staying with Young Life and was doing Young Life as a student staffer in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I grew up. And, um, I guess about my junior year, I started getting involved in another ministry, um and that ministry was a music ministry I played d- drums in a rock and roll band and so I was sort of intrigued by this these guys that would use music to do ministry and uh and 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 that actually um was was really serendipitous because that's where I met a guy named J.L. Williams who really discipled me uh in yeah. young life I was I, I definitely Definitely was nurtured, and uh, in those early years, it was so essential. What those guys did built into me it was great, and I learned a lot about ministry from those folks. Um, but this guy uh, J L Williams really took me quite a bit deeper, kind of got me into reading and memorizing scripture, and really uh, discipled me and and exposed me to a lot of different uh, ways of of, uh, of kind of going deeper with Christ. Um, When I graduated from college, I went to seminary, graduated from seminary, went back to work with that same ministry, uh, and uh, worked with them for two years after seminary, and uh, that's when I uh, decided to go full-time into being a youth pastor at a local church, and I did that uh, up until the time that I was uh, invited by Tony Campolo to come to Eastern, And, and now I've been at Eastern, for, uh, this is my 31st or 32nd year, so I've been here a while. Wow! Um, and uh, and my ministry consists largely of uh, discipling and training people here at Eastern, and then I speak to teenagers and people who care about teenagers um, all over the world, anywhere I can get a chance to do that. That's what I've been doing, and I still really love it a lot, so it's, it's, it's been a great ride
0: that's amazing uh are there have there been times where you've kind of struggled or thought you know okay maybe maybe youth ministry isn't isn't it anymore? I see so many guys kind of move out
1: yeah, yeah, no, I never have actually but but I have seen that too um you know jody i mean i i uh i, I'm, I, I think there i think don't get me wrong I think there are other uh elements of ministry that I would really enjoy i I often say to people, you know, that uh, when we started out, guys, my generation, when we started out in youth ministry, we basically would sort of bolster one another's sense of call by saying, look, um, you do what God calls you to do, even if it's youth ministry. Because <laughs> at that time, that was really just kind of a rogue, uh, you know, decision. It was really pretty, pretty radical. Um, over time, of course, going into youth ministry has become pretty mainstream and pretty—I uh, I think we're still sort of the ugly ducklings of uh, church life, but, but uh, there are a lot more ugly ducklings than there once were. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, now I feel like sometimes there are people who are so uh, committed to encouraging people to stay long-term in youth ministry, and I appreciate that. But I think sometimes we basically make people feel bad if they if they do something else, and and I have met people that I thought should be doing something else. I don't think they really enjoy this. I don't think they have the fire for it anymore. That they that they uh, they maybe don't like kids like they used to, and they do this because they don't think they can do anything else. And I would go back and say, hey remember what got us into this you know we got into this because we were trying to follow Jesus wherever he led us yeah and uh and um and and so I would say you know what you go do what God calls you to do even if it's not youth ministry and you're not letting me down you're not letting Jody Livingston down you're not letting you know Doug fields down uh, you, you're you know you you I think when most of us when we got into it Mostly, what we were hoping was just Jesus would put us in the game. You know, we weren't really, we weren't really saying, "I've got to be this position or that position." We were just excited about getting into the game, and that's kind of how I still look at it. I, I love doing youth work. I, I enjoy what uh, God allows me to do. Um, and 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 so I haven't actually had that. Uh, I've never really gone through that season where I thought this is it. Yeah. But um, but I don't. I, I but I but I know it's quite common and I know that even people who are who are you know have fire in their bones and and you know really are committed everybody goes through i think some of those times and certainly there've been moments where I've you know like after a meeting or after a conversation or after a you know something didn't go like I thought it was going to go or I should have gone I go oh maybe maybe this is you know, maybe this is the sign. This is the beginning of the end. You know, you can get, get out of this
0: <laughs> game, right?
1: Um, and and you know, maybe it is. But but um, I haven't I haven't really come to a point yet where I felt seriously that, uh, gosh, I don't I don't love this uh, as much as I used to. I, I, I find in some ways even greater delight um, than I used to because when I was younger, I probably thought, well, of course, of course, the kids will like me
0: you know (laughs) right Uh,
1: you know now the older i get the more i realize the deep privilege it is to be invited into the world of heart of a teenager a place where they don't invite very many adults yeah and uh and and so to be invited there is uh, such a great honor that i think i take even more delight um and i still just enjoy watching kids be kids they just do stuff sometimes kind of, <laughs> Yeah, yes they do it, it's just funny yeah.
0: well when we when we talk about discipleship it are there what are some of the things that that are you would say are foundational like when you think of a youth pastor who's very effective in discipling students what does that look like
1: well um I guess think primarily in John 16 where Jesus said, I have appointed you to go and bear fruit,
0: Hmm.
1: fruit that will last. To me, that is the ultimate test. Uh, Is, is it lasting fruit? Is it fruit that uh, continues to, to, you know, of course there are seasons. That's the nature of, that's the nature of fruit, but that, uh, in season and out of season, they are abiding in the vine. In season and out of season, there are signs of life. In season and out of season, there is a there is a continuity. Uh, there's there are uh, you know they're bearing fruit, reproducing. Uh, to me, that's the that's the real test. Uh, that's the real ultimate, uh, I guess, goal of discipleship. Now, in the Gospel of John, Jesus uses three different statements about discipleship. Um, John 8, where he says, you continue in my teaching. John 13, love others as I've loved you. And in John 15, where you will uh, abide in me and bear much fruit and thereby prove prove to be my disciples. So, so I think um, certainly we can take some cues from those three passages uh that there's something about um being committed to the teachings of jesus living the teachings of jesus loving the teachings of jesus that secondly um that all of that if it's not
0: uh
1: issuing in the fruit and the outgrowth of love um then jesus seemed to say to his disciples you know you you're really missing the boat you're not greater than your master and i've tried to give you an example here and then John fifteen. And when Jesus talks about fruit there, as you know, there are different people take that different ways, but I actually um, side with those commentators who or I favor those commentators who who uh, who say that it really refers to Christ's likeness, sort of the sort of the way that Paul uses the word in Galatians five when he contrasts fruits of the spirit with works of the flesh. That uh, He's talking about growing in Christ-like character. And so, uh, so yeah, that would be sort of my definition of what discipleship, what it looks like.
0: Are there things that you feel like from a youth pastor's perspective, that if a youth pastor kind of does some foundational things, that it really will encourage and help that? I mean, I, I guess the context of where you serve, the size of your ministry, all those things can change. But are there principles there that... Okay, if these things are present in the youth pastor and, and, and in the ministry, it, it tends to result in the bearing of fruit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, but they're not, very, uh, they're not very interesting or very exciting or novel. I mean, uh, these things uh, have been practiced by our brothers and sisters in Christ for 2,000 years. But uh, I think basically they are uh, growing in the Word, spending time in the Word, Um, I think it is uh, also uh, learning habits and disciplines of prayer, spending time with God in prayer. Uh, It's also fellowship. It's growing in Christ in community. Um, Eugene Peterson refers to this as working the angles. He talks about it in terms of pastoral ministry. What is the the shape of pastoral integrity? Um, But but I think that's a big part of, of discipleship. Um, you know, probably, uh, also when you start to think about that, that those are kind of intimacy internal base, but then it goes beyond that to, you know, serving the world and, uh, and caring about others and loving others, how we live our, how we live out Christ's love for us in our love for the world and in our, in our character. Um, so, I mean, it's not really anything very novel. It's not, uh, it's not particularly new,
0: yeah.
1: and and typically, you know, it has been, and I think will continue to be something that is communicated uh, in a person to person way. It'll it'll happen through relationships. Um, I do, you know, teaching is important, and and programming are, is important, but all of those, well, certainly the programming part uh, offers us a, a context, a, a, a quick. Um, Thing from the BBC there, uh, I don't know <laughs> if you can hear that or not, but <laughs> but on my iPad just came up with a headline. Um, but anyway, uh, that that it's going to be something that's communicated through relationships.
0: Yeah, it's going to happen
1: in, in a person-to-person way.
0: I find myself a lot of the questions that I'll get from youth pastors, whether it's discipleship, whether it's campus ministry, whether it you know what it it kind of all boils back down to the same core principles that are. Really, not that new, not really that exciting. It's just kind of, you know, hey, yeah. guard your own heart first and foremost. Serve yeah. before asking, you know, before, before wanting, um, and just out of a genuineness, and then just pour in and invest in those that are present, and and the other things kind of take care of themselves. Um, I, I, f- I don't know about you. I mean, you you probably have a better gauge even than I do on this, but it seems like more and more we're kind of looking for kind of the silver bullet. I think it's always been that way to some extent, but, you know. Well,
1: yeah, but I think uh, more so because uh, in the world of publishing, it's hard to sell books when you say, you've, you've already heard all this. Right. You know, so we as a culture in youth ministry, we tend to be what I call neophiliacs. We are, we're in love with the new. And so if you can if you can say there's a new way of doing church or a new way of doing youth ministry or everything before this was wrong, uh, or, uh, you know, just <clears throat> here's the latest and the newest. Uh, well, as I said, you know, publishers want, there, there's not much of incentive, uh, to buy a new product if the old products, you know, are, are valid. And so I think to some extent <clears throat> the the world of publishing and the internet makes us uh, chase after the newest thing. When when nine times out of ten, the new thing's not going to work any better than the old thing unless we are doing certain essentials. Yeah, and those certain essentials, frankly, are not new.
0: Yeah. So if you were sitting down with a brand new youth pastor who's in his first youth pastorate. And he, um, is really passionate about, he's still, he's really excited about the position, really excited about the opportunity, wants to make a difference in disciple. He personally is walking with the Lord really closely. He loves the word. He's, I mean, all those things that are, that typically seem to be more so present, really out of the gate, they seem to fade in a lot of guys over time, but, um, um, you know what kind of steps would you tell him to take to begin to build a foundation for discipleship in his ministry?
1: I would say first of all, uh, make sure that it, uh, given all those things you just said that that would be first. But then I would say make sure that you have a clearly articulated uh, sense of vision for that ministry. Um, <clears throat> I think that that a lot of uh, a lot of youth work, is kind of scattershot, um, you know, let's just get busy doing a lot of different things, and maybe if we do enough stuff, some of it will actually, uh, you know, be valuable, some of it will actually matter, will connect, and uh, and, and so I, I would say that, that really clear vision. Um, I think, you know, uh, books like Purpose Driven Youth Ministry, uh, that's one of one of the one of the contributions that Doug made to youth workers kind of help people. Um, I don't think he he necessarily he wouldn't probably say I came up with something new as much as I came up with a way to conceptualize something that's old that's always been there. Yeah. In the you know in his case you know from the Gospel of Matthew he's saying you know this is not new stuff, but here's a way of understanding it, and I think that uh, it, um, that's sort of the that's where you start. You have to be able to communicate that vision to other people. Um, in um, in my book, Building Youth Ministry that Builds Disciples, that's essentially what I'm trying to do, is to say, here's my vision. For me, um, although it uh, parallels uh, quite nicely with what uh, uh, PBYM suggests, uh, it, my vision has always been born of Ephesians 4, 11 to 15, where Paul says that we've got apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers, uh, you know, these various people that God gave them to the church um, to build up the body of Christ so that we can all become mature, uh, grow into the fullness of Christ. And then he talks about being no longer children tossed back and forth by everyone to teaching about the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Speaking the truth in love, we won't always grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. And um, to me, being able to articulate uh, from that passage four clear uh, prime directives to help people become like Jesus, no longer childish in the way they think about God, in the way they make life choices. We want to help people who are saints equipped to do the work of ministry. And then fourthly, we want to do all this in the context of community, speaking the truth in love um, to me that that's kind of where everything started to be able to make that in game clear to people, you know, they can know why we, why we're playing this. What are the, what are the goals? Where's the end zone? Why are we trying to do this? Um, basketball without a basket is less fun. <laughs> uh, football without an end zone, it gets to be tiresome. Uh, soccer without goals. I mean, They've got to have that. You've got to have that. Your leaders have got to have that. And they've got to have it in a way they can see it and, and go, okay, that's where we're going to hit. But then, of course, uh, as, as any fellow fan will tell you, uh, this is born of deep distress, is that because uh, we used to have a professional team here in Philly. But, but uh, having a goal is not enough. You have to have someone who has a plan, a strategy to help you meet that goal. And again, this is where I think a lot of youth workers uh, miss out, because uh, even though they're able to articulate on a website or for themselves, they should sort of take, um, you know, somebody's, you know, vision, um, they haven't figured out, okay, how do I get people to that point from where we are? And, uh, and so to me, that's the next big, big deal, and that's basically why I wrote um, building a Youth Ministry Builds Disciples, I want to say. Here's here's the vision. Now, let's kind of put together a blueprint that will help you build this vision. And I don't want that blueprint to be a program. I want that blueprint to be a philosophy of programming. Because as you said, every ministry is different. Some yeah. ministries have large uh, paid staff. Some have one mom-and-pop youth worker uh, you know, he's a plumber and she's a teacher, and they live in Duluth, and they love the youth group because they love their daughter, and they want their daughter to love Jesus, and and uh, and so any any program uh, that 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 I could suggest is not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be enduring enough. It's not going to be flexible enough to meet the needs of all those groups. But a philosophy of programming. That uh, that says here's how you get from point A to point B. That can be really helpful, and that's that's where I think um, that's a that's where I think a lot of youth ministry uh, misses out. Is that we try to basically make every single we're not even really trying to do this, but the sort of presumption seems to be that we're going to try to meet the needs of everybody with every meeting, and when you try to meet the needs of everybody you usually don't meet the needs of anybody. You end up programming to the lowest common spiritual denominator because you have to. And, um, and therefore nobody really ever grows deeper. And so by the time they graduate from youth group, they should have graduate from God. And, and, uh, and so I I think targeted programming saying, okay, here's our programming philosophy. We're going to target this program for this level of commitment we're going to program, we're going to target this program for this level of commitment. And that's how we're going to do each of these things that we do. And if we have an activity that's not helping us to do that, we're going to kill it.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's so good. And I, I think uh, when I talk to youth pastors a lot, uh, I think f- most of them that I talk to really fail to have a plan or a strategy. They're just kind of doing what they've always done or what they've seen done. And they're not even there's not even a process in place. Like I think the longer I'm in youth ministry, you know, which I mean my sixteen years pales in comparison to to you in this, but the I, I I find myself uh having a process more than I had before. So what we're doing now is kind of prepping for what we'll do in the fall. We're we're it's kind of a we're gonna walk to that change and we're going to try something and then we're going to tweak it and make it better. And then we're going to eventually get to where we want to be. And then we're going to focus in a different area um, and trying. And I find my leaders, my youth leaders and youth workers and my parents and students respond better that way as well. But man, when I was starting out, yeah, we were just doing whatever we could. If it sounded fun, we did it.
1: Right. And I totally get that. I mean, um, you know, you ultimately know that, well, first of all, your first, goal is just for the kids to like you when you start out you sure um, you just want to get a couple of shots through the hoop. you kind of don't even care if it's your basket or the other one you just want to get something <laughs> to go through um, but but over time as you gain more confidence and if you've been around the youth ministry oval a few t- times you you know what I can I can do this but my goal is not just to run hard. Yeah. uh I'm gonna run out of steam I don't have the energy I have just to keep circling the, the track I've got to run smart I've got to run the win the race and that's where you have to start thinking more strategically um, and so I totally I totally get it I think it's a normal part of uh, you know maturing as a youth worker but but uh, I think sooner or later you realize that uh, I can't I don't have the energy to do everything or, or I may don't have the budget to do everything or, um, you know, you just, I'm not interested in doing everything. my, my family's getting older and my kids are getting older and I want to spend time with them. I don't have the time to do everything. So then you have to be more strategic and that's how you stay in long term. You either make that adjustment or you probably get out.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, Duffy, thank you so much. It's been great. Any any last parting words of wisdom here?
1: <laughs> I huh, Ringing bell. I don't have any parting words of wisdom um, other than I, I think, again, it's, you know, guard your own heart. I think that's really critical. That's a big, big part of it, just making sure that, you know, as you said earlier on, that you, you uh, you know, maintain first and foremost your own Relationship with Uh, Christ—that's that's that's critical—and then, of course, making sure that that uh, your own life and your own your own uh, family—you know—those kind of priorities are maintained. I mean, that's it. It grows out of who we are. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered.
0: Yeah, that's so good, so good. Well, I'll have links to. uh, Yeah. I will have links to uh, Building Ministry that Builds Disciples in the show notes, and uh, I'll also throw in a link for the Ministry of Nurture, which is my favorite book you've written.
1: Yeah, give a shout out.
0: They're and uh, and uh, certainly people can check out Eastern and other things, and I'm sure you're a busy guy around. So uh, if folks want to connect with you outside of this, online, somewhere, where's the best place, easiest place?
1: Uh, I think the probably easiest place to find me is... At eastern. edu, I mean, okay. I'm not hard to find. I don't think I, I don't look for me very often because I kind of know where I am. But I think, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that's probably a good place to start. Okay. Is uh, at eastern. Um, dot edu.
0: Sweet. All right, we'll do it. Okay. All right, Duffy. Thank you so much, buddy.
1: Hey, man. Thank you. It's been an honor, to, and thank you for your work, Jody. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, brother.
0: There you have it. Great interview with Duffy. I think one of the things that stands out in that interview, which I love and appreciate so much, is the fact that, you know, really regardless of where you find yourself in ministry and regardless of what season you're in, regardless of the situation you're in, at the end of the day, a lot of the things that we talk about and look at in youth ministry kind of boil down to the same core principles of things that are really basic, found throughout Scripture. They're not really new, necessarily. It's just the same kind of basic things that we find in Scripture and we find throughout. And I I think if you're listening, if you've listened to a lot of these episodes and the interviews, and you've been around the blog, you probably see the same kind of principles resurface over and over and over, regardless of the topic and regardless of the guest, and I, I think at the end of the day, if you get those right, a lot of the other stuff kind of takes care of itself and falls in place. And so, just to, I want that to be an encouragement to you that you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be the perfect youth pastor. You don't, there, there is no such thing. And just to be, you know, be intentional with the small things that really matter and are going to matter the most. So, great interview today. I really appreciate Duffy. I really there are few people who are in the youth ministry world, so to speak, that I, I respect more and who have really kind of shaped a lot of the things that uh, that I do and and that I can I can attest to being in ministry youth ministry specifically this far. I just appreciate his heart so much. Um, in that. So again, we'll have in the show notes over at the longerhall.com episode 033. We'll have links to uh, the books there that we talked about at the end. And so you're going to want to check over, uh, head over there and check that out um, as well and grab those for sure. So there you have it. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it. If you'd head over to iTunes and write and leave a review there, share it with somebody else. Um, that you think would find it helpful and beneficial. All that means a ton to me, really encouraging, really helps out immensely with the rankings uh, in iTunes so other youth pastors and youth workers can find the podcast and uh, also partake of what hopefully is helpful and encouraging to you in your ministry. I'm excited about a few things coming up. Uh, Coming around the corner, got a couple new things coming out to hopefully be able to help you uh, kind of at a a deeper level that will scale for you that uh, hopefully will uh, just serve you as a listener and a follower and a member of the Longer Hall community uh, a little bit better. So you'll hear more about that in the coming episodes here as that rolls out. But I'm really, really excited for, uh, for some of that to come out for uh, just me to be able to offer a little bit more, go a little bit deeper without necessarily having to, uh, to break the bank for you and just really make some scalable and very affordable and helpful uh, resources for you in the, in the coming months. Um, so that'll that'll be coming out of the pipeline. So be on the lookout for that. If you're not already on the email list uh, to make sure that you get that, you can head over to the longerhaul.com and, uh, and sign up there. And make sure you're on that, so you'll you'll get that stuff when it rolls out. Also, just a just a quick, uh, I guess, plug, if you will, on the longerhaul.com on the resource page. There, I've got several things that I just recommend to you. These are all things that I use on a regular basis that I found very very helpful for me. I often get asked a lot for tools that I use, and for different resources that I'd recommend. So there on the blog, you'll find uh, one page there under the resources tab at the top that kind of has a bunch of those for you on there. Those are kind of my top recommendations I find myself giving to youth pastors and youth workers over and over and over again for sure, as well as you can opt in there to get the five tools that I use just almost every day to manage my ministry Um, So head over there, check that out. If you haven't already, I think you'll find that helpful um, for you as well. So that's enough, I guess, of that for today. Again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a great uh, day and just a great time with family and friends. I hope it's refreshing for you. And we'll see you in the next episode. And until then, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com. (laughs) you <laughs>